The Denver Broncos honored Demarius Thomas at Empire Field at Mile High with a strong performance by Melvin Gordon. Javante Williams and the rushing attack as the Denver Broncos defeat the Detroit Lions. We talk about how the Broncos honored DT throughout the entire game. We talk about the Broncos defense and why the Broncos rushing attack is the way. The rest of the way you get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos. It's Victory Monday here after the Denver Broncos come away with a big-time victory against the Detroit Lions on a day where Demarius Thomas was honored. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke. Joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bedger. Both of us cover the Broncos for the Lockdown Network and 9 News. Make sure you follow and subscribe, free and available everywhere. You get your podcast. Subscribe here on YouTube. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Sarah Great to see you, my friend, here for a Victory Monday episode. Lockdown Broncos, not to mention just the overall emotion of the last week and a half. We all found out Demarius Thomas tragically passed away on Thursday. We didn't get a chance to do a show because Friday's show was already done. But, man, I tell you what, the Broncos honoring him in a big way with a victory against the Detroit Lions on Sunday. How you doing, my man? Doing great, Cody. I felt like right when we heard the news, you know, obviously after the shock had set in and, you know, all that, I mean, it's just a crazy, crazy 24 hours and and still is just like, it's, it's a weird, weird thing to process. But I mean, man, of all the things the Broncos could do to honor him, I think that there are so many cool ideas, so many great ideas. We'll talk about that, but winning is the number one. I mean, honoring DT by doing a lot of what he did for the team. Uh, winning a football game that was big time and I love see it love love that stuff man it's it's so cool to see the way that they paid tribute and man the Broncos played well in this game on offense which is awesome to see and uh, it doesn't get much better than that on a Sunday when you're able to kind of just like sit back and relax watching a game knowing kind of kind of knowing the outcome before the game even starts I mean I hate to put it like that because it sounds so arrogant but I mean that's just kind of the vibe (laughs) the game gave off well the Detroit Lions came into this matchup really banged up and a lot of players on the COVID list out with the flu and they were just decimated by injuries and I understand that the second quarter for the Broncos Sarah it was rough we'll be very open and honest about that but you know what the Broncos you mentioned they got off to a hot start you know how they did it the run game ladies and gentlemen so let's get into why the Denver Broncos rushing attack is the team's best way through the remainder of the season in order for them to potentially achieve and secure a wild card playoff berth, which, look, playoffs, it's coming up, ladies and gentlemen, so everything that the Broncos do from here on out matters. The run game is going to be critical. Now, the Broncos, as we mentioned, got off to a hot start, 14-0 and after Javante Williams' opening touchdown. Then Melvin Gordon gets a touchdown. But let's talk about this. 81 yards of rushing in the first quarter alone for the Broncos. Sarah, I mean, what more could you ask for for this football team? That was a tr- tremendous start for them to be able to get the run game going. The offensive line was blocking well. Melvin Gordon was hitting inside the A-gap where like Cushionberry was. Quinn Miners, I'm liking what I'm seeing here from the Broncos offensive line, not to mention both of these running backs. It was a lot of fun, Cody. That that kind of thing is so cool to watch just from a per, like a fan perspective watching the game, feeling like anytime they hand the ball off that man, my guy's going to go get six, seven <laughs> yards. And I know that, I know they didn't necessarily average seven yards a carry, but, man, it felt like at any point in time they could just break off a seven-yard run or eight-yard run or 12. I mean, they were just kind of matriculating, as Vic Fangio said one previous game, down the field in that first quarter. And that was so cool because both of the running backs were doing it. And, man, did Melvin Gordon look fresh or what? I mean, he yeah. was – 
he came out of the gates in this game with some serious bursts. And you love to see that, especially after he's talking about how, hey, I want to I want to play in Denver. I know a lot of the fans don't love me, but and I first of all, I Broncos country, you should love him. Come on. Yeah, you should. I I can't stand when players if, if you're making a player feel that way, man. That it's time to change the change the tune, especially with Melvin, yeah. because man, he's he's been a good Bronco. And yes, we hate the fumbles, but we love the games like today, right? Where he's going for over a hundred yards and a couple of TDs. So it was really, really good to see. And Pat Shermer has done a lot of what the fans have asked for all of Pat Shermer's faults, right? When we started calling for <laughs> run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, what is he doing? I mean, he's figured it out too. So you love to see that, especially early in the game, which goes to the point, the key to the game that you had, Cody, on, on our last episode previewing the game. Well, and that was the the run key, right? Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball with these guys, with both Javante and Melvin. And we said that if the Broncos want to win, they're going to have to come out here and establish it. They did just that. They also needed to take away Teddy Bridgewater's ability to win the game. Like, you don't want to put the need to win in his hands, and they did that. However... Pat Shermer, after that first quarter, he kind of went back to, okay, hey, let's throw the ball a little bit. The Broncos, like we mentioned, had 81 yards rushing in the first quarter. In the second quarter, they only had six yards rushing the football. That is not good. And that's where the Broncos with the 14-0 lead, sir. You know what I'm doing? I don't care about stats. You run the ball. You control the time of possession because the Broncos were running at will against the Detroit Lions. And even though that Detroit knew, hey, Denver's going to run the ball, you know what? The blocking effort, two tight end sets, three tight end sets were setting things up for both guys, uh, both Javante and Melvin. So, I mean, I, you got to keep going with what's working. I understand the passing game needs to be better, but guess what? You've got the lead. There's no need in this game to go out there and try to just air it out when then simply that's not your strength. Your strength was working there. I do like that you did bring up what Melvin Gordon had said earlier on this week because I think it's spot on. I mean, for him, he wants to be back in Denver. And he said a lot of it, a big reason why he wants to be back is because he believes in the potential and the promise of the offensive line. And they come out here and they help them rush very effectively overall here. But I want to talk about this too. Okay, the Broncos in this game between Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, both of them, they each had two touchdowns. Javante had a receiving one and a rushing one. Melvin had two rushing touchdowns. This is the way. And that's literally going to be the hashtag the rest of the season. I'm going to say it here on the show. This is the way. Utilize your two workhorses. But Melvin Gordon, Sarah, he needs to be back in Denver next season. And everyone's talking about, well, you don't want to pay him this. Here's the deal. It's not our money. Like, Come on, ladies and gentlemen. The Broncos are very well off in terms oh, of salary oh cap. Boy. If they want to pay Melvin Gordon to stay, you need, in my opinion, and I think we've seen it, for sustainability. You need two really good running backs in the Broncos. They probably have one of the best one-two punch dynamic duos in the NFL alongside with Chubb and Kareem Hunt in Cleveland. That's it. How many teams are out there? Like, look at the Los Angeles Chargers. They would love to have a one-two punch that the way that the Broncos do right now. They put that workload on you know, Austin Eckler. You know, we see Tennessee put the workload on Derrick Henry. You know what that led to? Injuries. I'm telling you, pay Melvin Gordon. And I don't think it's going to have to be a big-time contract either. Look, if he wants to stay in Denver, you don't have to go out and break the bank. But then again, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to tell yourself this. If you're like, I don't want to pay Melvin Gordon, tell yourself this. It's not my money. Plain and simple. It's easy to move on from that standpoint. But, Sarah, no, I agree with you there, my friend. But I think that for the Broncos, for Pat Shermer, he opened up in that second half. He adjusted because that second quarter was abysmal. The Broncos' defense was struggling. The play calling in the second quarter, it was rough. Detroit crept back into it. But then they were able to get things going in the second half, keep running the ball effectively. I love that. And a good thing here, the Broncos, we talked about the red zone, right? That was another key to the game. The Broncos were five for five in the red zone, four of them rushing touchdowns, and then one hour Oku Ebunam receiving touchdown. And 
I mean, what more could you ask for? So the Broncos offense, they're rolling. I do have a gripe I want to say a little bit later on the show about Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos offense. I'll get to that a little bit later on. But, Sarah, before we get into that, we got to talk with Broncos Country about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos Post Game Report Victory Monday, ladies and gentlemen. That's a good friends over there at DirecTV Stream. Now, does this sound familiar for you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You have another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your mother-in-law's best friends logging for her TV services for your favorite TV and movies. Well, let me tell you about a way that you don't have to deal with that anymore. You can get all the entertainment in one place, and that is Direct TV Stream, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together. And it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and TV shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no more need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, guess what? There is no annual contract, ladies and gentlemen. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream today. You can go to directtv.com for details. Compatible device is required and content. It varies by package. All right, Sarah, as we jump into the second half action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos Victory Monday. The Broncos dominate the Detroit Lions at home to get their seventh win of the season. If you're listening to this podcast, just want to say thank you so much, Broncos Country, for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. And if you haven't done so already, you need to do so now. When you wake up in the morning, you go to the gym, you're on your way to work, turn on Lockdown Broncos if you want to hear about the best Broncos news coverage and content from an objective point of view. We look at everything without the doom and gloom, the overreaction, or the hot takes. We keep it here. Lockdown Broncos. Thank you so much, Broncos Country. Sarah, let's open things up here. We talked about the offense in the previous segment here. Now we got to talk about the Broncos defense. And look, we'll go back to that second quarter. The Broncos in this game against the Detroit Lions offense that were down their two top running backs in this game. They were down some guys on the offensive line. They were down with TJ Hawkinson, who did not play in this game. The defense kind of let the Lions have a little bit of confidence in that second quarter, and Denver simply couldn't stop the run. They had a very promising opening drive. Three and out quick. The Broncos get the ball. They go down. They score. And then all of a sudden, it was like Detroit could just do anything that they wanted in the running game there. And Reynolds at the tailback position, I thought, did a tremendous job for the Lions. He was a practice squad guy that had to get called up due to COVID. The Broncos surrendered 118 on the ground. Is this something that concerns you, especially with a matchup looming against the Cincinnati Bengals that have Joe Mixon and Samaji P. Ryan? It's definitely a little bit of a concern, right? I mean, we talked last week after the loss against the Chiefs, like, well, you didn't have Mike Purcell. So obviously the Chiefs, you know, found a way to run the ball effectively, but he was back for this game and it still looked that way. And and we talked about this earlier in the season against Cleveland when Dearness Johnson, of all people, was running all over the Broncos defense. Where's so, he at now? We don't even yeah, hear his name called. What's going on there? Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things where like there's some weeks, Cody, where I feel like the Broncos are just dominant against the run. And then there's other weeks like this week or the Dearness Johnson week or last week against Kansas. I know Kansas City didn't run for a ton of yardage, but they kind of seemed to be able to get what they wanted. They just smacked I, the Raiders too. Oh my. And they did they did smack the Raiders. Wow. I mean, big yikes on that one for for Vegas. But but it does feel like the Broncos run defense, you know, has a little bit of a a, a leak or something like that. And some weeks they're able to patch it up. They get that flex seal, you know, going. And then other weeks it's like somebody comes and rips the flex seal off and you're like, where did the flex seal go? We put that on there last week. But they need to figure that out. I don't know what the case may be there if they need to do more like run blitzes or if they. I don't know if the the linebackers are kind of just struggling in that area. That that seemed to be the primary issue when, when we were playing against Cleveland and then also last week 
against Kansas City. So the common denominator in these three games where that stand out as poor run defense performances kind of seem to be where the Broncos linebackers aren't necessarily making plays at or behind the line of scrimmage. Well, and I like that too. Let, let's keep that in mind. That's going to be one of the themes for this week. Who's going to be the flex seal guy for the Broncos defense this upcoming week? So, Sarah, I'm going to give that to you, obviously, later on in the week since you came up with it. Hold on to that in Broncos country. Hold us accountable. If we forget, let us know. But that's that's a fantastic. I love that analogy there, which you're right. And I, you know, Kenny Young exits this game. He's in concussion protocol, so that puts his status against the Cincinnati Bengals in question, which, look, Sarah, you and I have talked about it. When Kenny Young, when there's a missing link, whether it be Kenny Young or Baron Browning, inside linebacker for the Broncos, Broncos they struggle against the run hopefully that's not the case hopefully Kenny Young clears it hopefully he's okay that's going to be huge if not you're going to see a lot of Jonas Griffith who was obviously in addition that George Payton went out and got during the uh, preseason time or even after cuts where the Broncos needed some help but maybe you get Micah Kaiser caught back up because he was activated off of IR so that's obviously a good sign for the Broncos there but man you just can't afford to lose another key inside linebacker and more specifically Kenny Young look who had struggled in this game and hats off to the Detroit Lions offensive line that's been their strength and they were Mm -hmm. pounding the rock and they were being physical with the Broncos defensive line and I I don't know if you can really argue too much about that that's been their strength all season long so Mm -hmm. I wasn't really surprised Mm -hmm. there I just you know the Broncos giving up too many yards on the ground that is a concern here but let's talk about the Broncos defense forcing turnovers Getting after, you know, creating those spaces against Jared Goff. This has been a Detroit Lions team that they've actually protected the football in terms of interceptions this season. I believe that coming into this game, Goff had only thrown nine interceptions on the season. The Lions only had nine interceptions as a team uh, offensively the entire way. So Justin Simmons made a fantastic play on an out route late in that game. I mean, great throw by Goff, great route by the tight end, but just reading it, reading the number two guy, outstretching, catching it, and obviously going and honoring DT. We'll talk about how the Broncos honor DT to kind of close out today's show. But, I mean, obviously, we got to focus on a lot of things. We're going to save the best for last, obviously, for Demarius Thomas here. That was great. Shelby Harris opening up that third quarter, Sarah, coming out, punching the ball to the running back's hands. The Broncos recover it. Same thing. Going over to DT's logo, Jonathan Cooper with the scoop, you know, the recovery there, setting it down. I mean, the defense stepped up when they needed to in this game here. Uh, And so I have no complaints about that except the fact that, look, you're going to have to find a way to stop the run next week. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Broncos' breakout player of the game here on the defense side of the ball. Sarah, who was it? Draymond Jones. It, maybe the Broncos need to play the Lions every week so that Draymond <laughs> Jones can get Aaron Donald type of recognition because when these two teams <laughs> played in 2019, Draymond Jones was a- AFC Defensive Player of the Week for those who remember that game where the, the color rush uniforms and Draymond had the interception. It was a good, It was a good time. But man, that that sequence of plays, he's had a couple of those in his Broncos career where, I mean, a sack right away and then the tackle for loss that he had, a tackle for loss, Cody, doesn't even do that play justice. He basically received the handoff from the from the quarterback with the running. He was right there. He could have almost just taken the ball out of Jared Goff's hands. He was back there so quick. And then obviously he get I mean, he's got some serious hops. He got he didn't even bat the ball with his hand. He got it right in the face, but he jumped like I mean, it was crazy. It was a fun, fun sequence to watch. You just see 93 all over every single play. And man, he's a, a young star that I think a lot of people maybe forget about just because the Broncos defense, everybody just kind of associates other than Pat Sertan, like the defense just gets universal credit most of the time. But Draymond Jones is pretty consistently active in the backfield, making plays, getting pressures, getting hits. And, and so it was a, a great game for him overall, not even just that sequence of plays. He had a really, really good game. 
So fun to see him play well, man. I, I, I mean, he came away with a bit of a foot injury that sounds like they're going to kind of monitor overnight. Hopefully nothing serious. Fangio said he didn't think it was anything serious, but you just never can tell with, with foot injuries, I suppose, yeah. overnight. Oh. So you got to just pray for the best there and pray that the Broncos can get him back because they'll need him going forward. Yeah, and, and Vic had said earlier on this week in a media press conference with us that Draymond has been frustrated this season because his pressure, his looks, he's getting there, but it's not showing up in terms of sacks. So there's some frustration that comes with that. And Vic said, hey, it's only a matter of time before he gets there. I've told them to keep with it. Today, he kept with it. He absolutely dominated the Detroit Lions on the interior. And obviously, he was, you know, his presence was felt, like you mentioned, that running back, quarterback kind of handoff. I mean, I would have counted that personally as a running back tackle and a quarterback sack. I mean, the two-and-one there, that was was yeah. a freak play there by Draymond Jones. So obviously the Broncos need to keep building on that. And hopefully, hopefully his foot injury isn't nothing serious. We'll hear a little bit more from Vic Fangio Monday. And you're going to hear from that on Tuesday's episode, Lockdown Broncos. But ladies and gentlemen, coming up here in just a moment, it's the big time. It's what you've been waiting for. It's how the Denver Broncos honored Demarius Thomas in the best fashion on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. We talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos Post Game Report. It's our good friends over there at Bill Barn. Ladies and gentlemen, the holiday season is literally right around the corner. Christmas is just about a week and a half, two weeks away. And Built Bar is something that you need to invest in for you and your loved ones during this holiday season. Because guess what? It's the best tasting protein bar that is out there on the market. And it's also the healthiest one. You get the best combination of both tasty and healthy, ladies and gentlemen. That is tremendous value right there. And they have so many flavors, ranging from peanut butter brownie, white chocolate cheesecake with the puffs, which are a marshmallowy chocolate blend. Fantastic. That's Sarah and I's favorite type of Built Bar to have. And you can check out the wide variety of flavors that they have there, plus the occasional limited time flavor and as we mentioned it gives you that extra fuel 17 grams of protein 130 calories and only four grams of sugar ladies and gentlemen that is a fantastic fantastic healthy protein bar nothing else compares out there on the market today and tell santa if you're friends with him to throw a couple of boxes of built bar in you or your stockings this holiday season and visit built.com today go to checkout use promo code lock 15 you know what that's going to do broncos country that's going to give you 15 percent off your next order at built.com once again promo code lock 15 get you 15 15% off at built.com and our good friends over there, betonline.ag. Betonline has you covered all season long and more with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march towards the playoffs. Betonline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to receive your bonus today from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite. Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, sir. Best for last year, fourth quarter of Lockdown Broncos. And really kind of focusing on everything because Thursday, obviously, we received the tragic news. I think the whole whole community of Denver, Broncos country, anybody that knew Demarius Thomas. I think we're all shaken up by it. And this is our first time on the show being able to talk about it. And I, I can tell you this, sir, watching that, just everything from Thursday all the way to today, very emotional, pregame, emotional, seeing that the Broncos, they, they put the, the, the memoir of him outside the stadium where fans could go and leave flowers, candles, take pictures, and, and obviously just seeing everybody that was impacted by this. Man, I tell you what, like, I don't want to get emotional here on TV, but I was choked up a little bit watching the pregame tribute, seeing just how it impacted the players, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, the 10 players on the roster that really knew DT, and obviously the coaches that knew him, Curtis Modkins, who recorded him, I mean, recruited him out of Georgia Tech, Coach Azani, who coached him up for a season. 
just a, it, it was a brutal blow, man. But this was all about a day where the Broncos honored and celebrated Demarius Thomas. And so I, you know, hats off to the Detroit Lions for being very first class for this. But the Broncos opened up the game with 10 men in the huddle, leaving out the X receiver, which DT had played. Cortland Sutton was on the sideline. They let the clock go down, delay of game. Detroit declined it. Cortland came out, honored, obviously, DT. And just, man, I tell you what, just that right there, I was like, man, I'm trying not to cry. Mm. I'm a softy, dude. I'm an emotional guy. I cry at these little heartfelt things. But, man, I just, as a Broncos fan, Sarah, somebody who's been a fan, who's been covering this team, what what was this day like for you, just seeing how the team honored DT? Man, uh, it's it's super, like, surreal still almost, right? It's like, it's almost like, man, shouldn't DT be getting like his orange jacket at halftime or something? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's tough, man. It's it's tough because like those are the things that we all dreamed of seeing. Like we all dreamed of getting to see DT getting his orange jacket and getting his name up in the, you know, in the stadium and getting his rafter hung up. In the, I mean, he's the best wide receiver in team history. All due respect to Rod Smith. I grew up watching Rod and yeah. love, love watching him play. Rod Smith would even say guys. the same thing. Yeah, I, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, and Rod Smith epitomized what it means to be a Bronco. So what does that say about Demarius Thomas? Right. And and it's just it's it's hard to like it's hard to even still accept. I'm sure a lot of people yeah. in Broncos country can agree, but like it's like it's like tough to just like come to grips with the fact like Demarius Thomas will we'll never see those things. We won't get to see what I believe a Hall of Fame a Hall of Fame enshrinement. You know, we won't get to see any of that stuff. And it's just like it's so hard, but I mean, yeah, it's just a regular season game against the Lions, but the tributes that were paid throughout this game, the defense going over to the 88 patch on the sideline and slamming the ball down in the middle of it and getting some cool photos over there. And man, the cool, one of the, I, I think some of the coolest tributes are the ones that you like really don't plan. Like the, the classy tributes that the Broncos had, like hats off to Patrick Smythe, who's I mean, he's the best in the game, man, at thinking through stuff like this yeah. and, and being thoughtful about stuff. He's so, so good at that. And, and I remember reading in Tim Tebow's book that he was the one who came up to Tebow after the Steelers game, that Demarius caught the game-winning touchdown in overtime. And he's telling Tebow all these crazy stats about you had 316 yards passing and this was 316, 316. You know, Tebow had the John 316 yeah. eye block in that one game, and that's kind of been like his thing, you know, and so – this game, you cap off with an 88-yard touchdown drive. I mean, that kind of stuff is it. you can't write it. And and it's not like the Broncos could say, "Hey, why don't you put us on the on the 12?" You know, it's like that's where Justin Simmons caught the interception. And like you you think about that, and you think about that whole sequence of things, like the way that Simmons, you know, who was one of the guys, one of the ten players who got to play with Demarius. He lays out to catch that pass, and and I can just imagine Demarius getting to see any of that, and that whole sequence, and just the way that he was honored. Like that is this is the way that you honor an all time great Denver Bronco, and I can't wait to see see the ways that they're going to continue to do that into the future. But man, I, as 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 terrible as it is to no longer have Demarius Thomas among us gone way too soon at the age of 33 the way the way the broncos went about honoring him and and playing to honor him and the players react like you said all of it came together and it was just a beautiful beautiful day in broncos country this day for sure it really was too and, and they had even said too in demarius first day as a denver bronco it snowed and they said on the last day you know his final day of life it snowed and, and just things things like that man i just i go back and i just remember seeing the tweets 
somebody had sent me a message saying, Hey, is this true? And I'm just, I was like, I have no idea, you know? So obviously, you know, everyone's waiting for confirmation, but just like the thought of that whole thing of, of hearing that, hearing that rumor, you're just like, please don't be true. Like it just makes you yeah. sick to your stomach. Um, and just what a fantastic human being that DT was. Right. And I think that's something that Peyton Manning had talked about is, you know, he's a hall of fame wide receiver. If Peyton says that, look, I, I, I definitely believe that. I think what Demarius Thomas is able to do for the Broncos organization was huge. But I think the bigger thing here at the end of the day here, Sarah, who Demarius Thomas was as a human being, what he did for the Denver Metro Boys and Girls Club, his involvement there, his involvement just in, in multiple charities and his own foundation, what he had created. I, I just tell you what, very special. And, and Peyton Manning had said he treated my kids like his own. Mm-hmm. What a what a way. I mean, and I hope at the end of the day, sir, we're going to eventually see Demarius Thomas's name in the ring of fame there at Empire Field a mile high. They're going to have the honorary jacket for him. I would love to see somehow too, and, and through the rest of the season, I'd like to see the sticker 88 there. I'd say yeah, the Broncos have two home games left. I would love to see 88 still there through the rest of the season. And more importantly, maybe, just maybe here in the new future, you can retire as an organization. The Broncos should retire 88, in my opinion, sir. That mm-hmm. I might be a little biased on that, but look, he's second on the Broncos franchise list in a lot of major categories as a receiver. Just his impact. Look, why, why not? Why not retire 88? He deserved it. And, and look, I just big loss. I mean, you can't put it into words just how big of a loss Demarius Thomas is to this world. The world lost a great football player, but the world lost an even better human being. And with that, Broncos country, we will end today's show of Lockdown Broncos paying tribute to Demarius Thomas, number 88, who sadly passed away way too soon at the age of 33. He will be forever loved and missed by Broncos country. And what a day. What a day to celebrate him by going out against the Detroit Lions getting a win and honoring him with their play. I mean, that you couldn't have write, written it even better. And Sarah, like you mentioned, 88-yard drive to cap things off with an Albert Oak Webunam touchdown. That was storybook right there. Can't write it. Can't make it up. It's fantastic. So Broncos country here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos here at the end. If you're listening on the podcast, please tweet Sarah, myself, at Cody York NFL, at Sarah Benninger, at Lockdown Broncos with your favorite Demarius Thomas memory that you have. Or if you're here in the comment section watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're not already subscribed here, Lockdown Broncos, and write in the comment section of this video here your favorite DT memory and your thought for how the Broncos honored him in this game against the Detroit Lions. But that'll do it for today's episode, Lockdown Broncos here and available everywhere on your favorite podcasting providers free wherever you can get us not to mention here on YouTube both Sarah and myself will be back tomorrow for a brand new episode Lockdown Broncos a mailbag and we're going to talk about the Broncos offense led by Teddy Bridgewater a little bit more we'll save that for tomorrow's episode of the show Broncos country mile high salute here for Demarius Thomas we will love and we'll miss him forever in Broncos country and we'll always have that peace there with that said we're signing off we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode Locked on Broncos